0: Welcome to episode number 66 of Sean's Sports Show. We are coming at you live from the usual Los Angeles, California. Uh, we're going to be covering the breaking news in sports, as well as the Los Angeles sports teams, the results of the NHL playoffs, and finally the results of the uh, of the Madrid Open Tennis Tournament. So uh, we have some stuff to talk about here. So the first thing we're going to be talking about has to do with NBA basketball. Uh, San Antonio Spurs center Pau Gasol penned an open letter for the Players' Tribune on Friday advocating for Becky Hammond to be hired as an NBA head coach, saying, quote, I've played with some of the best players of this generation, and I've played under two of the sharpest minds in the history of sports. In Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich, Gasol wrote, and I'm telling you, Becky Hammond can coach. I'm not saying she can coach pretty well. I'm not saying she can coach enough to get to get by. I'm not saying she can coach almost at the level of the NBA's male coaches. I'm saying Becky Hammond can coach NBA basketball, Period. Gasol also dispelled the notion that Hammond, the NBA's first female assistant coach, was hired by the Spurs because the optics were favorable for the franchise, saying, quote, Would you really expect Coach Pop to develop his staff any differently than he develops his players? Of course not, he wrote. Pop, Pop's only standard for doing anything is whether it'll help us in just one way. Uh, and it isn't good PR, it's getting Ws. And getting those Ws the Spurs way. Hammond, who joined the Spurs as as an assistant coach in 2014, is one of the several candidates for the the Milwaukee Bucks' vacant head coaching position. According to ESPN.com's Adrian Wojnarowski, Hammond and former Cleveland Cavaliers head coach David Blatt will have interviews later this week before the Bucks hash out a list of finalists. Last month, Popovich told the New, York, the New Yorkers' Louisa Thomas that, quote, it's going to take somebody who has some guts, some imagination, and is not driven by old standards and old forms to hire Hammond. As it turns out, that team may be the Bucs, so I actually hope the Bucs uh, hire her personally. So now another NBA story. Uh, the Golden State Warriors and All-Star shooting guard Klay Thompson are reportedly discussing a long-term contract extension. According to Marcus Thompson II of The Athletic, the maximum extension Thompson can sign with the Warriors when taking his $18.9 million salary next season into account is a five-year deal worth $121 million. If Thompson plays out his contract and signs a new deal with the Dubs after the 2018-19 season, he can make $188 million over five years. Hitting the open market would allow Thompson to sign for a maximum of $139 million over four years. The report noted that Thompson wants to remain with the Warriors despite interest from the Philadelphia 76ers and the fact that he could potentially make more elsewhere. The two-time NBA champion is reportedly considering a four-year extension worth $92 million, which would result in him leaving roughly $50 million on the table. That would allow the Warriors to keep Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant on max deals and to continue contending for championships in the foreseeable future. The 28-year-old loves it in the Bay Area and doesn't want a long negotiation process, according to the report, which is why he may be willing to take significantly less money than he is worth. In an interview with Bleacher Reports, Rick this week Thompson said the following about his desire to remain with the Warriors saying quote I was part of building this culture it wouldn't believe it wouldn't be leaving everything I worked for behind but it would be a whole new start I was one of the pioneers of this I'm one of the longest tenured players here besides Steph so I'm very prideful of the turnaround the Warriors have made just because I'm not the face of the franchise doesn't mean I'm not recognized for it real fans and the people in the organizations and my peers around the league they see the work I've put in and realize I've been a huge component for, to the success here for the last five six seven years years, so I have an identity here. It would be hard for me to envision going anywhere else. Thompson averaged 20 points, 3.8 rebounds, and 2.5 assists uh, per game during the season and said career best by shooting 48.8% from the field and 44% from three-point range. Although Thompson could make more money and have a greater role on almost any other team, he's a key contributor for, for Golden State and a big reason for its success over the past several seasons. Someone has to sacrifice in order to keep sup- the superstar team together over the long haul, and Friday's report suggests that Thompson will be that guy for the Warriors, or he's a potential option. So now another NBA story, something that's, something that's pretty shocking. Are the Toronto Raptors... Uh, finished with the best record in the Eastern Conference this season. Dwayne Casey was named um, the National Basketball Coaches Association's Coach of the Year. That wasn't enough to save his job. The Raptors fired Casey after seven seasons Friday, just four days after the Raptors were swept by the Cleveland Cavaliers in the second round, according to ESPN.com's Adrian Wojnarowski. Toronto won 330 and 238 under Casey and made five postseason appearances, but the team's playoff struggles led to his dismissal. Quote, After careful consideration, I have decided this is a very difficult but necessary step the franchise must make. Raptors president Mazal Ujiri said in a statement, according to USA Today's Jeff Zilligat. As a team, we are, we are constantly trying to grow and improve in order to get to the next level. After earning a conference finals berth in 2016 and coming with within two games of reaching the, the first finals in franchise history, the Raptors fell apart each of the last two seasons, thanks in a large part to, to one LeBron Raymond James. The Cavaliers swept the Raptors out of the second round in 2017 and 2018, the latter being the death knell to Casey's tenure. Cleveland entered the series having just barely scraped by the Indiana Pacers in seven games, only to beat Toronto twice on their home floor before closing things out in Cleveland. The Cavs had no real set rotation and were still juggling around lineups due to, due to their revamped roster, but it, mattered, it did not matter in the sweep. The Raptors' season ended in a, a multifaceted embarrassment, not only did they get blown off the floor in a 128-93 loss, but DeMar DeRozan was ejected for a dirty foul on Cleveland, Cleveland guard Jordan Clarkson. Quote, the last three years have been rough for us C- competing against this team. DeRozan told reporters, maybe they just got our number, things, things just don't go right for us, whatever it is. It could be a lot of things. All I know is the last three years, they have been the reason why we haven't advanced. With the Raptors capped out, they really had only a couple options. They could explore the trade values of DeRozan or Kyle Lowry, but it's unlikely they'd find a package that would improve their roster enough to compete for a title. Moving on from the coach is the easiest deck shuffling move they can make without tearing the team to its core. Casey will rightfully be uh, billed as the unfair fall guy, but every every NBA coach knows that that, that comes part of the job. So, Unfortunate. But um, another covering another NBA story, uh, Tony Parker wants to extend his NBA career for three more seasons, even if it means leaving the only franchise he's ever played for. In an interview with Francis RMC Sports, Parker said his goal is to play 20 seasons with the understanding it might not happen with the San Antonio Spurs via ESPN.com's Michael C. Wright. Quote. It is not yet sure that I'll stay with the Spurs. I'm open to all proposals. I would like to make my entire career in San Antonio. That sport, the sport remains a business, and we and we will have to make choices. I have been seventeen years with. I have been seventeen years with the Spurs. I would always be nostalgic, but it's not the end of the world if I change my club. I say two or three more years. Uh, I can play if I can go somewhere else. I'm 50-50. I do not see myself outside of basketball yet. I want to stay three more years to do the 20 seasons. Parker, who will turn 36 on May 17th, appeared in a career low 55 games during the 2017-18 season. He missed uh, the first 19 games, recovering from a ruptured tendon in his left quadriceps, suffering suffered in a playoff game against the Houston Rockets the previous season. Parker averaged 19.5 minutes and 7.7 points per game, which were both career lows. His 44, his 45.9 shooting percentage was his work, His was his work, worst mark since the 2003-4 season. A staple of the Spurs' success since being drafted number 28 overall in 2001, Parker has spent his entire 17-year career with the organization. He has won four NBA titles with the team and was named MVP of the 2007 NBA Finals after averaging 24.5 points and shooting 56.8% in a four-game sweep of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Parker will be an unrestricted unrestricted free agent this summer. So, that's that. Now, uh, switching gears to the NFL... Uh Saquon Barkley is officially listed as a running back, but the New York Giants rookie views himself as much more than that. Uh, prior to making his first appearance at Giants Rookie minicamp, Barkley spoke about what his role in the NFL will entail via ESPN's Jordan Rannon. Quote, completely more than a running back. That is why people uh that is what why when people try to put why should a running back go that high? Obviously, if you look at the past three years and the history of the running back position of what uh, Zeke and Le'Veon Bell are able to do when you look back at when you look at those guys. They're more than running backs. I view myself as more than a running back. In three years at Penn State, Barkley turned into one of the most versatile offensive talents in college football. The twenty-one-year-old ran for over a thousand yards in three straight seasons for the Nittany Lions. He finished third on the team with six hundred thirty-two receiving yards, tied for third with three touchdown receptions, and tied for second with fifty-four receptions in twenty seventeen. Barkley also returned fifteen kickoffs for four hundred twenty-six yards and two touchdowns during his junior season. The Giants selected Barkley with the number two overall pick in the 2018 NFL Draft last month. He will, he will be counted on to upgrade an offense that finished 21st in total yards at 314.3 per game and 31st in points per game with 15.4. So, now switching gears back to the NBA. Uh, Mike Budenholzer is is reportedly a strong candidate for the Toronto Raptors' uh, vacant head coaching position. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reported Friday that Budenholzer is expected to get a, quote, close inspection from the Raptors as they search for their next head coach. Also, Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer tweeted to, quote, watch out for a union between Budenholzer and the Raptors. Um, Budenholzer spent the past 5 seasons as head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, posting a 213 and 197 record with four playoff appearances. He led the Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2014-15, but the team bottomed out this season with a 24 and 58 mark after stripping down the roster. Prior to joining the Hawks, Budenholzer was an assistant with the San Antonio Spurs for 17 seasons. Uh, during that time he won four championships. If the Raptors are targeting Budenholzer, they will have some competition in the form of the Milwaukee Bucks. Budenholzer um uh, interviewed with the bucks and is considered a frontrunner per Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Milwaukee can offer Budenholzer the opportunity to coach a bona fide superstar, in Giannis Antetokounmpo, but the Raptors were the number 1 seed in the East. Playoff success has been elusive for Toronto, but it uh, it has a no shortage of talent which figures to appeal to Budenholzer in his search for, for a new job. Uh oh, so that's that. Now switching gears to golf, I don't talk about it too much, but uh, Rory McIlroy found the water around the framed island green on the 17th hole at TPC Sawgrass in, in Ponte Verde Beach, Florida, and the ensuing double bogey led to a missed cut in the 2018 Players Championship. McIlroy, who shot a two who shot a two over 74 on Friday and finished one over for for the tournament, had briefly pushed himself above the cut line before the splash on the course's trademark hole. It, it's his third missed cut of the year, previously failing to reach the weekend. Uh, in the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am and Valsper Championship. It's also his fourth career miss cut at the players, and it extended his streak of finishing outside the top five at golf's, quote, fifth major to nine. McIlroy opened his round with six straight pars, but it turned into a wild ride from there. The four-time major champion posted four bogeys and three birdies over the next eight holes, including three bogeys in a four-hole stretch during on the seventh. starting on the seventh. He struggled off uh, the tee for the second straight day, and his putting, his putting continued to run hot and cold, which... uh put even more pressure on his iron play after he carried him through round one. McElroy, who spent the entire day hovering around the cut line, got back on the right side of of it and into red figures with a birdie on the 16th. The 29-year-old Northern Irishman watched his hopes of making the cut fade away after his tee shot on the penultimate hole came up short of the Allen Green. It was a drastic change of emotions after three birdies over the previous five holes got him back into the mix of a weekend berth. Uh, He needed a a hole-out eagle on the last... On the last to have a chance to make the cut, but his tee shot was well offline, and his approach came up nearly 20 yards shy of the green to seal his fate. All told, McIlroy's uh, driving and putting weren't good enough to consistently pre- prevent bogeys, and it cost him a- on a difficult course with a lot of potential pitfalls, not bigger than the water on number 17. He's ne- his next scheduled he's-, he's next scheduled to tee it up in the European Tour BMW PGA Championship, starting May 24th at the Wentworth Club in, in Virginia Water, England. So. That's that. Now switching gears to soccer here. Something pretty big. Uh, Danny Alves has been ruled out uh, for representing Brazil at the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia. Thanks to a knee injury, he suffered while playing for Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, Goals Bruno Andrade reported, reported that after, quote, further tests by the Brazil's national team's doctor, Rodrigo Lasmar, it has been determined that the former Barcelona star will not recover in time to represent the uh, Seleção this summer. Al- Al- Alves originally picked up the injury... During PSG's 2-0 win over L'Airbia in the Coup de France final on Tuesday uh, However, it seems as though 35-year-old Alves will be denied the chance to play in what would surely have been his last World Cup The rating right-back will be missed since he still has the right pace, engine, and technique to be a vital outlet in attacking areas even in the winter of his career he has provided five goals and seven assists in all competitions during this season during his first season with PSG of would also have offered experience for his squad with a point to prove after the after the humiliating seven to one defeat to eventual winners Germany on home soil at the semifinal stage of the 2014 world Cup uh so that's that uh now switching gears back to the NBA... Uh, former NBA center Kwame Brown has filed a lawsuit against Merrill Lynch, accusing the weth- weth- Wealth Management Company of stealing millions of dollars from him. Per Bloomberg's uh, Scott Soschnick, Brown said in his suit that Merrill Lynch stole $17.4 million by forging his signature on various documents that allowed a financial advisor to complete financial investments and trades without his approval. Uh, Per Bloomberg's Edvard Patterson Citing the complaint, Brown was told he had no money with Merrill Lynch When he requested information about his investments in 2017 According to Basketball Reference, Brown made nearly $64 million In his career from 2001 to 2013 Best remembered for being the number one overall pick by the Washington Wizards In the 2001 NBA draft, Brown played for seven different teams in 12 seasons His last NBA appearance came on February twentieth, 2013 With the Philadelphia 76ers Brown took part in the inaugural season of the Big Three basketball league in twenty seventeen. The thirty six year old played for the three headed monsters, who lost the trilogy in the championship game. So, uh, now uh, switching another NBA story, uh, the Atlanta Hawks announced Friday that Lloyd Pierce will be their next head coach. Per Mark J Spears of the undefeated, the Hawks will officially introduce Pierce at a Pierce at a press conference on Monday. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski added uh, Pierce's deal will be for three years, with the Hawks holding the option for a fourth year. Pierce has served as an assistant coach for the Philadelphia 76ers since 2013. He previously worked in in player development with the Cleveland Cavaliers and Memphis Grizzlies and went four months with the Golden State Warriors during the 2010-11 season. Um, Pierce's background in player development will mesh well with Atlanta's current roster. Dennis Schroeder and Tareen Waller-Prince are both 24 years old, and the Hawks have the fourth-best odds to win the number one overall pick in the 2018 NBA Draft Lottery on May 15th. So... So now another NBA story here. Uh, Golden State Warriors point guard Stephen Curry said on Friday that Houston Rockets point guard Chris Paul was a, quote, great mentor while he was learning how to handle himself at the professional level. Chris Haynes of ESPN.com provided comments from the two-time NBA MVP ahead of the team's clash in the Western Conference Finals starting Monday night at Toyota Center in Houston. Quote, he was a great mentor when it came to understanding how a guy on his on his level prepared over the summer for an NBA season, Curry said, how disciplined he was, his work ethic, and I got to see that firsthand after Summer League through the beginning of the season, and obviously we got a Carolina connection. Although the guards haven't remained tight knit friends throughout their respective careers, Curry still remembers the impact spending time with Paul had on him in the beginning per Haynes. Uh, quote: He demonstrated firsthand what it takes to be great in this league, and it was a little, I, it was not, it was a nice little eye opener for me that summer. The Warriors superstar said, "Work out with him, compete against him, and take that confidence I had into my rookie year. Get off on a good foot." Uh, their head-to-head battle will likely go a long way in deciding which team represents the West in the NBA Finals. Paul led all point guards in, in ESPN's Real Plus/Minus during the season. Curry ranked third. The only uh, player between them was Paul's teammate James Harden, with whom he shares ball-handling duties so it should be interesting to see how that plays out so now another nba story um philadelphia 76ers head coach brett brown stressed the importance friday of landing a big name in free agency this offseason according to derek bodner of the athletic brown said quote i think another high level free agent is required to win a championship i think we have the bill we have the ability to attract one with ben simmons and Joel Embiid leading the way the sixers return to the playoffs this season for the first time, for the first time since 2011-12 Philly advanced to the second round where it was eliminated by the Boston Celtics in five games so that's uh that's that now uh another NBA story uh the Houston Rockets and Golden State Warriors have yet to face off in the 2018 Western Conference Finals but one casino is already paying up on the series Las Vegas' Golden Nugget casino which is Uh, owned by Rockets owner uh, Tillman Fertitta. According to ESPN.com's David Purdom, when Fertitta bought the team for $2.2 billion back in September, the Golden Nugget followed proper procedure and removed Houston from future bets to avoid any uh, potential conflict of interest. As a result, the Warriors have already been awarded the, quote, best finish of the Western Conference at the casino. That means anyone who bet on Golden State can cash in now before the series even tips off. In other words, the Warriors can go on to lose the series, but anyone who bet on them still wins. Of course, not allowing bets on the Rockets can lead to chaos at the casino. Uh, Quote, is crazy, Golden Nuggets sportsbook director Tony Miller said via Purdom. Two great teams in the Western Conference Finals, and we're doing more explaining every day than anything else. Houston is making for Tita money by continuing to go deeper into the postseason, but on the other hand, the team is costing his casino money by limiting the action available to betters. And if the Rockets advance to the NBA Finals, that would only add to the situation. Quote, it would be a decent decent handle in a slow month, but it's not going to kill us if we don't book the finals, Golden Nuggets sportsbook manager Aaron Kessler said via Purdom. Uh, well, We still have baseball, and, we're, and we still have the Golden Knights. Uh, it's an odd situation for Fraterda to be in. The businessman obviously hopes that his franchise can win its third-ever championship in his first season, uh, but if the Rockets are knocked out by the Warriors, he can at least take comfort in the fact that the finals will likely be good for his casino's business. So now on another NBA story. Um, New York Knicks head coach David Fisdale said Friday he wants to build the team's roster around tough, defensive-minded players. Ian Beckley of ESPN provided comments Fisdale made on the network's Get Up program about the style of player he wants to install in New York after being hired to replace Jeff Hornacek. Quote, long and tough, but he's got to have an edge to him. I don't want soft guys here. I don't want cupcakes, he said. I want guys that have an edge to them, that enjoy defending, that get joy out of locking teams down. His vision for getting the Knicks, who finished the 2018 season with a 29-53 record, trending back in the right direction, aligns with the views of general manager Scott Perry. Last month, the Knicks GM was asked about what the organization was seeking in a coaching candidate and told reporters the focus was defense, saying, quote, we're going to be looking for a coach who holds the players accountable and his coaching staff accountable, not only a good basketball mind, but a very skilled communicator, a guy who can connect very well with his players and is equally aligned with wanting to be a very strong defensive minded team that doesn't only resonate with the candidate we want, but New Yorkers, uh, the Knicks team of yesteryear were tough minded defensive teams who competed every night. New York finished tied for 22nd in defensive efficiency this season per ESPN.com. The Memphis Grizzlies ranked 6th in that category last year. Fisdale's only full season in charge before getting fired after a 7-12 start to the most recent season. The Knicks haven't rated in the top 10 of defensive efficiency since the 2011-12 season. So that's all we have for the breaking news of sports. Now we're going to be covering the Los Angeles sports teams, starting with the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers lost again today to the Cincinnati Reds by a score of 6-2. to two. The worst team in the MLB it's shameful the dodgers fall to 16 and 22 and the reds improve to 12 and 27 the dodgers next game is tomorrow at 6:10 p.m. Pacific 9:10 p.m. Eastern on uh, on um, sports NLA, LA and uh, that's the dodgers second straight loss now uh, the los angeles angels on the other hand the angels lost to the minnesota twins today by a score of 5 to 4 the twins improved to 16 and 18 the angels fall to 23 and 15 the next game is twins is uh, is against the twins at tomorrow at six o seven p.m. Pacific, nine o seven p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports West. Now taking a look at the MLB standings, the Dodgers are currently uh two and a half games behind the San Francisco Giants for second place, um, four and a half games behind the Co- Colorado Rockies for second place, and eight games behind the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks for uh, first place. Now the Angels in the AL West are still tied with the Houston Astros for first place. A game ahead of the Seattle Mariners for first place. And only four games ahead of the fourth place the Oakland Athletics for first place. So now the LA Galaxy, their next game is um, tomorrow at 12.30 p.m. Pacific, 3.30 p.m. Eastern against FC Dallas. And LAFC's next game is uh, Sunday, May 13th at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern against New York City FC. So that's all we have for the, um, that's all we have for the uh, LA sports teams. Now the NHL playoffs. There was only one game today The Washington Capitals Played the Tampa Bay Lightning In game one of the Eastern Conference Finals The Capitals took that game 4-2 to two In Tampa Bay So that was a huge win So they stole Home ice advantage So now we shift over To the Madrid Open Tennis Tournament Starting with Women's singles uh, Only two matches today uh, In an upset The number 10 seed Petra Kvitova From Czech Republic Beat the number 6 seed Caroline Pliskova From Czech Republic 7-6-6-3 and in a huge upset, unseeded player from Netherlands Kiki Burdens beat the seven seed Caroline Garcia from France six two six two. Now uh, in men's singles, uh, the number two seed Alexander Zverev from Germany beat the number seven seed John Isner from the USA six four seven five. In a very close match, the unseeded Canadian Denis Shapovalov beat unseeded British player Kyle Edmund seven five six seven six four. In a big upset, Dominic Thiem, the five seed, beat the one seed Rafael Nadal from Spain seven five six three. And. Uh, in a three-setter, six-seeded Kevin Anderson from South Africa beat Lajovic from Serbia, 7-6, 3-6, 6-3. Now on the, on the women's double side, uh, there were only two matches today. The three-seeds Mladenovic and Balboz from, from France and Hungary respectively beat Stritsova and Klovakova. And the two-seeds from Czech Republic, 6-2, 3-6, 10-8. And the one-seeds Vesnina and Makarova, both from Russia, beat the seven-seeds Klepoch from uh, Slovenia and Martina Sanchez from Spain, 7-6, 7-6. Now on the men's double side, uh, there were a few matches today. Uh, the one seeds lost, Kubat and Melo. The one seeds lost to the six seeds, Ferran and Cabal, 4-6-6-2-8-10. Uh, f- six, six, uh, the four seeds, Herbert and Mahut from France, beat Struff and Makaklan from Japan, 6-2-6-3. Six, six, uh, Mektich and Peya beat Clausen and Venus, 6-7-6-3-10-8. Six, six, and finally, the two seeds, the Bryan brothers from the USA, beat Soros from Brazil and Jamie Murray from Britain. The five seeds, 6-4-6-7-10-7. Six, So that's all we have for episode number 66 of Sean Sports Show. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate all the support, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening.